Joy News Prime Headlines is brought to you by... Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices. Yes, sir. And on Joy News Prime, resident in the Oforikro municipality of the Ashanti region demonstrate over bad roads, insisting it is a sign of bad leadership. Again, the government of the day to come and fix our rules and you should bear in mind that they have just 364 days as, as at yesterday they were having 365 days but now they're having 364 days to leave office at the consideration stage of the anti-gay bill commenced despite absence of the chairman of the constitution and legal affairs committee of parliament in favor of the tradition say aye those again say no the eyes have it and local government minister rallies the public to participate massively in the upcoming district level election as he urges the media to devote much attention to the election. I entreat my honorable members of parliament in this August House to whip up enthusiasm of the electorate to turn out on Tuesday, 19 December 2023 and vote massively. But MPs are concerned the lack of partisan politics at the district level is a major cause of the apathy. It does not give that much attention to the district level elections. The sort of importance we attach to the presidential and parliamentary elections is far, far low when we consider the district level elections. Also, government starts paying debt owed independent power producers in a bid to avert a possible doomsaw during the U-tide has paid Sunanasogli $30 million and uh, the arrangement is for advance for another 30 somewhere next week. At 8 p.m. I hand over to Emma Davis to bring you prime business. Economist Dr. Patrick Assuming urges official creditor committee to implement fair terms for Ghana. Looking at, you know, it definitely wouldn't want to contribute more to the restructuring than the Western partners. Mm. So to probably be looking at these numbers and be decide and be thinking, well, perhaps if we shift it to an earlier date, it, it will give us a fair treatment. Later at 8.30, Razab Musba will be joining us with Prime Sports. Well, the Krahata folk and Kumasi Santi Kotoko will renew their rivalry when they take to the field this weekend. We'll bring you a special preview of that super clash in the Ghana Premier League slated Sunday at the Barbara Sports Stadium. This is the home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Please stay with us for details. Join News Prime Headlines was brought to you by. Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices. Yes, sir. Let's start off from the Ashanti region, where residents of Oforikro municipality have been demonstrating against bad roads and what they describe as bad leadership. They are particularly angry about the delay in the completion of major road networks, some of which have turned death traps. 
the protesting residents say access to health care, especially for pregnant women, is impeded by the poor nature of their roads. Clad in red, residents of Emina, Apiru, Kokobing and Apimso marched along their communities, making brief stops at some areas to highlight problems in the municipality. Bridges constructed over huge drains within the municipality have deteriorated by floodwaters. Some lives have been lost. The concerned youth of Oforikrom constituency expressed worry about the risk associated with using the roads and missed economic challenges. Addressing the press, leader of the group, Jerry James Suka, said the community is lagging behind in terms of development. The deteriorating state of this crucial road has become a pressing concern for the residents, impacting our daily lives, economic activities and overall well-being. The road's current condition poses significant challenges, including but not limited to inconvenience and safety hazards. Choboy, Choboy, the poor road conditions create inconvenience for commuters and pose safety hazards for both motorists and pedestrians. Choboy, economic implications, the road's deteriorated state hinders economic activities, affecting local businesses, transportation of goods and overall development of the community. Some concerned residents shared their frustration with joy news. We all know that we are citizens here in Ghana, and as a citizens in Ghana, we have our right to act, to exercise our right. And we voted for uh, Akofado Baumia government to come and put things in place for us so that every Ghanaian or every citizen may have the feel of the country. But this is the case that we voted uh, for Akofado and Baumia government, and they are, they are not doing anything for the citizens. And it is very pathetic. Or is it a crime for we, the citizen, to vote for a leader? No. So if it is not a crime, why are they refusing to do our road for us? Listen, uh, there was a time a woman who was pregnant. He was passing by the Oforukwom Road. You see the deplorable road. Because of the deplorable road, he, he gets miscarriage about his what his pregnancy, and it's very pathetic to see all this thing. So we are begging the government of the day to come and fix our roads. And it should bear in mind that they have just 364 days. As as at yesterday, they were having 300. 65 days, but now they are having 364 days to leave office, and we are prompting them to do our roads for us. If they do or if they don't do, we are going to sack them from government coming 2024. <laughs> for Joe News, Nana Now, Minister for Local Government, uh, Dan Boche, is rallying the public to participate massively in the upcoming district level elections. The DLE will elect more than 6,000 local level leaders to the various district assemblies. But the election over the years 
has been plagued with poor participation. Dan Boche says MPs must get their constituents to participate while urging the media to devote as much time to the election as they do for parliamentary and presidential elections. I entreat my honorable members of parliament in this August House to whip up enthusiasm of the electorate to turn out on Tuesday, 19 December 2023 and vote massively for the representatives to their respective district assemblies and unit committees. Right, honorable speaker, decentralization has brought government closer to the people than it had ever been in almost three decades. Although there is no government policy to systematically create smaller local government jurisdictions, with the creation of 261 district assemblies from 110 in 1988, the average population per a local government jurisdiction has reduced substantially, thereby enabling local government to reach a smaller population. This has also reduced the possibility of local governments to locations where problems occur and where appropriate solutions may be found. The critical role of the media in creating awareness of this level elections cannot be overemphasized. Accurate and timely reportage by the media on key issues which will shape local governance should whip up and sustain the level of public interest in the processes leading up to the conduct of the level elections. It is therefore envisaged that the time and energy devoted for presidential and parliamentary elections by our friends in the media fraternity is replicated in the upcoming district-level elections. It is even my ardent hope that more platforms are created by relevant bodies with deep involvement of the media to intensify the awareness and advocacy for higher voter turnouts now, the ranking member on the local government committee says the absence of partisan politics is a cause of the apathy. The speaker, it is true. Speaking to the mic. It is true that citizens' participation in the district level elections have been very poor. Going through history, hovers between the 35, 38 percent as compared to the 70-75% witness under presidential and parliamentary elections. But this is because the state does not give that much attention to the district-level elections. The sort of importance we attach to the presidential and parliamentary elections is far, far low when we consider the district-level elections. We must consider the fact that in the parliamentary and presidential elections, the political parties play a key role as demanded of them by the Constitution. But because these have become individual activity, it becomes difficult for institutions, groups to really get up to get themselves involved. However, we have state institutions that could play a very vital role in disseminating information, educating, and informing the public on the district-level elections. 
our NCCE is mandated to educate, inform, encourage people to participate in such civic responsibilities. But we all know the situation of the NCCE. Today, the role of the Information Services Department, which historically has had mandates to educate and inform people announce such situation, is virtually off. We can't even find them anymore. And let's just stay in Parliament, because after months of waiting, the consideration stage of the controversial anti-gay bill has started. This is despite the absence of the Chairman of the Constitutional and Legal Affairs Committee, Kwame Anyimedu Enchi. A similar situation earlier this week, which grounded work on the bill. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwa Sante now reports. After so many months of waiting, the proper family value bill has finally had its time on the floor. The Speaker of Parliament ruled that despite the chairman being absent, members could move the amendments that were tabled in his name on behalf of his committee. The understanding is that in the absence of the chairman, any member of the committee could take up the... If the chairman is available, he will lead us. The answer of the chairman, any member could take up the matter. Following this ruling, members on both sides came around the table and discussed some amendments that have been proposed. Amendment proposed, paragraph A, subparagraph 6, delete. So, Speaker, the reason for the deletion is that queer is an umbrella term used for people who are not heterosexuals, who are not sex gender. Put a question. All those in favor of the deletion say aye. aye. Those against say no. The eyes have it. But not without some controversies. The majority chief whip came in and argued that some agreements with the minority leadership had been breached in terms of the order of business on the floor of the house. My colleague, my respected colleague, Rambo Sam John, was here. We are engaged. Yeah, but I just want us to get one thing clear. When we spoke, when you came here, we spoke. We agreed on the chronology of the flow of uh, activities or business. We said, we finished the question. When we finished the question, we have motions. We have three motions. And then we'll conclude with the consideration of the proper human rights bill. Because, speaker, with respect, the majority leader had said that the special budgets and the constitutional legal committee need needed him to be there for some consideration. So I thought, I thought, because I'm very interested in this bill, also want to be here. And the majority leader has said that he wants to sit in whilst we are doing the consideration. The understanding we had between the majority and the minority and your good self was that after we are done with the questions, we will start the consideration of Ghanaian values and what's the full name of that bill? Uh, uh, the Proper Human Sexual Rights and Ghanaian Family Value Bill 2021. That was the understanding. Well, the Speaker of Parliament overruled him and the business continued. You simply guide me. I'm not a robot. It doesn't mean that when you guide me, I must by order, go by your guidance. At some point, they had to haggle over whether or not to delete the word proper from the rendition of the title of the bill. 
I, I believe that whatever this house will pass will be considered as the objective test in Ghana. And so if we are dropping proper, whatever this house will pass is known as a proper law anyway. So if we drop proper, once it becomes an act of parliament, it is the proper law in Ghana. So we do not necessarily have to have it in defining human sexual rights. So the word proper be consequentially deleted throughout the bill. So it doesn't say proper human sexual rights. Because the constitution does not mandate the pri private member's bill that imposes a charge on the consolidated fund, majority leader. The consideration stage of the bill now underway, very soon we can expect that this bill will move to the third reading stage and could be passed. And if all that we've seen today on the floor is anything to go by, it means the Speaker of Parliament's promise that this bill could be passed before the House went on Christmas break could actually be realized. Reporting for Joy News, Kweku Asante, Parliament House, Accra. Well, the electricity company of Ghana has assured there will be no doomso during the Christmas festivities. This is because government has begun paying debt owed to independent power producers. But, uh, now, there have been fears that a country could experience power outages during Christmas if the government failed to settle debts owed to IPPs and other players in the energy sector value chain. This week, Sona Nasogli threatened to shut down its plant, citing the delays in payment from the ECG for power supplied, as well as the unproductive engagement to find an amicable solution to the situation. By speaking to join us, the managing director of ECG, Samuel Dubik Mahama, says the situation is being reversed. He reveals that in addition to the payment of $30 million to Sonan Asogli, the cost of power is being renegotiated downwards. He spoke to my colleague, James Aveji. Well, we had a very successful meeting and a very fruitful conversation with Sonan Asogli. Um, even through all of this, uh, the good thing that has come out is that we are actually even going to renegotiate the PPA and come out with something that's going to be much more composite and much more cheaper for the good people of Ghana. We government has paid Sonana Sogli $30 million, and uh, the arrangement is for advance for another 30 somewhere next week. Uh, we, have, we have a fruitful working relationship with them, and they are one of our development partners, and we look forward to expanding our growth with them. On the renegotiation of the PPA, how much do you pay them now, and how much do you look forward to negotiating it down to? Um, we currently are around 11 11 between 13 and 11 cents and we are trying to negotiate it downwards to about nine cents i mean the total that we are seeing uh, is some 900 million u.s dollars earlier we know that the ecg owes the independent power producers some 1.7 billion dollars is it the figure that has been renegotiated down or this is a new figure you are so, owing only to sinon asogli there's this wrong message out there which needs mm -hmm. to be corrected okay said the energy sector debt is 1.7 billion mm -hmm. in total. Mm -hmm. Government of Ghana owes, or ECG owes Sonana Sogli about $300 million. Okay. Between 200 to $300 million. Mm. When you add all IPP debts, mm. it's supposed to be about 1.7. 
Okay. But after we looked at it closely and had a proper audit, we realized that there was some form of double counting and all of that in there. The total amount would came down to almost about one, one, one point one or one point two billion. Mm-hmm. Government of Ghana has paid quite a substantial amount of it, so you can say in total the full debt is around about nine hundred million now. Government is still doing its best and is paying down the debt as we as we go through this. We've managed to speak to all the power plants to try and renegotiate their commercial terms because. The PPAs, as is right now, mm. doesn't allow it to be to be sustainable. The truth of the matter is, if, if ECG collected 100%, ECG will still not be able to pay the entire IPP debt mm. because of the forex. Let's not forget that ECG buys the electricity in dollars and sells it in cities. So there's always a forex loss with ECG's purchases of uh, of power. Mm-hmm. We need to, what we are trying to do is to make sure that the agreed uh, cents per kilowatt hour is much more reasonable and is sustainable for ECG and for the good people of Ghana so that we can always be able to pay as and when we receive and whenever we can close the gap on the forex. Well, the minority in parliament is happy with government's decision to suspend the laying of the controversial import restrictions bill before Parliament in a press statement issued on Friday, December 8, and signed by their leader, Dr. Casey Alatoforsen. The minority commended the government for listening. Let me share with you uh, details of this particular statement. Now, the statement says, Minority Caucus has noted with relief the announcement by the government to suspend the laying of the proposed regulations on restrictions of imports of selected strategic product 2023. The minority has always maintained that these regulations will breed corruption because not only are they arbitrary and opaque, uh, are they arbitrary and opaque, but they are designed to encourage arbitrary exercise of discretionary power in the hands of one person, particularly the Minister of Trade and Industry. The statement again says, we have argued that by vesting too much unfettered and unchecked power in the minister to determine who qualified or not to be granted a permit to import into the country as many as 24 commodities. The regulations lend themselves to abuse of power, state capture, and rent-seeking conduct reminiscent of the days of, quote, essential commodities and price control. Uh, It continues to say that, indeed, various stakeholders, including the Ghana Union of Traders Association, GUTA, the Food and Beverages Association of Ghana, Importers and Exporters Association of Ghana, and the Ghana Institute of Freight Forwarders, Chamber of Automobile Dealership Ghana, and the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry have all joined us in kicking against these proposed import restrictions. It continues to say that it defied sound logic for this Akufuado Baumia government to seek to restrict imports contrary to what it had signed onto with regard to Ghana's current IMF program. One of the quantitative performance criteria in Ghana's current IMF bailout is a requirement to avoid the imposition or intensification of restrictions on imports for balance of payment reasons. Now, uh, 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 let's bring in Kofi Ejirana. We understand that while talking about Ghana's import build a country approximately um, uh, 
2.6 billion in 2021 on 14 items. That's how much we import into the country. These items include fake hair, that's wicks, rice, brooms, used clothing, brooms, and other 10 products. Join news checks from the OEC Trade Data Repository. Review the country in 2021 spent more than half a billion dollars on rice importation, more than $400 million on poultry meat, and close to $290 million on palm oil. Isaac Kofi J joins us via Zoom with more on this. Kofi, grateful for joining us. What more do we know? Right, uh, Brazil can hear me. It's as a result of the 22 strategic items that the government actually outlined to impose the import restrictions on mm. that necessitated our search. So the joy research decks we've been combing, uh, the OEC data repository, and we found out that there are 14 uh, items that in 2021, in total, Ghana spent uh, more than $2.5 billion, close to $2.6 billion, importing these items, and you've mentioned quite a number of them. But I would like to, to focus on the importation of weeks, which has actually caught the attention of uh, many Ghanaians when we published that story. So in 2021, for instance, we spent uh, some $214 million on importation of big hair or weeks into the country. Mm. And I've been tracking the data right from 1995. But if you look at the data between 2018 and 2021, you see that in 2018, the figure was somewhere around $23 million. And now in 2021, we are talking about more than $214 million. So it means that it has actually increased by more than five folds in just you know less than five years that we are actually talking about. And one other you know product that also caught our attention was the importation of brooms actually into the country. And that caused us some significant amount of dollars. So we're trying to look at, for instance, the, the brooms that we actually import into the countries, uh, where do they actually come from, the, the export destinations? And if you look at the number one on the list uh, in 2021 uh, was China, actually. Uh, that the total amount of brooms that we actually imported into the country, about 89.9% came from China. Thailand was number two, followed by uh, you know Vietnam and countries like Belgium and then also Brazil. And we spoke about the thick hair, for instance. Thick hair, uh, the number one um, uh, you know, uh, import or export destination where we bring in this item was actually China as well, more than 92%, 90% of this import value that we're actually talking about. And one other product that we spent substantial amounts you know, importing was palm oil uh, that we probably are supposed to be producing here in Ghana. And for instance, palm oil, where do we actually import this product from? Malaysia is number one. Uh, this pro- uh, amount that we are talking about that you see on your screen, uh, mm. 74.3% comes from Malaysia mm. and about 15.3% comes from Indonesia, whilst we have 7% coming from our mm. own neighbors. I okay. Kofi, so, so you're, you're saying that we spend over $200 million to import into Ghana wigs. I mean, fake hair yes. for women to, yes. to carry on their hairs. Yes. Wow. Absolutely. Good. And and if I may go through the figure, just like I was saying, in 2018, we spent $23.1 million. Now, fast forward to 2020, uh, um, you know, uh, one, we are talking about 
more than 226 million dollars into the country that's more than five folds um, increment in less than in less than five years now if you do a 10-year analysis right for maybe 2013 or 2015 within this period ghana has spent more than half a billion dollar on the importation of wigs into the country wow well it's not time for us to then encourage our ladies to go natural i mean let's let's see for them let's let's keep the natural hair on because this is too much money wow anyway kofi i'm grateful to you but but some people were also astonished about the the presence of broom in there yeah. because we have a lot of palm in ghana what is causing that it, it, well so these brooms that we're actually talking about if you look at the where they're actually coming from, then you realize it's not just the normal brooms that we are talking about. So you know these modern plastic brooms, mm. uh, of which most of them are coming from China. So just like I said, uh, about 80, almost 90% of these uh, imported brooms come from China, and 2.42% uh, uh, come from Thailand, and then also we have Malaysia and Vietnam, uh, some 2.13%. So majority... Majority of it comes from China, same as if we talk about the take care, for instance, or the weeds. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think it's time that people set up in this country because a lot of money is being pushed outside to bring in product that, for example, broom, we can, we can do these things here in this country. And our women yeah. probably might want to think of going natural. Well, now, former President John Dramani Mahama has accused President Takofuado of abandoning his 40-year development plan in favor of a Ghana Beyond Aid plan, which has turned Ghana into a debt-reading nation that also begs. Speaking at the ninth Ghana CEO Network Business Cocktail here in Accra, he said the 24-hour economy policy originates from the 40-year development plan put together by the National Development Planning Commission when he was president. Many have shut down their businesses and hundreds of thousands of workers who were laid off are still at home. Businesses that moved their headquarters from Ghana to our neighboring countries have not returned. The poorly thought through banking sector cleanup has left thousands of skilled financial sector workers jobless and impoverished. And as I speak, the second tranche of the IMF's extended credit facility, which was due on 1st November, has still not been received because of a delay by external creditors to sign off on our debt restructuring program. Of course, the consequence of our debt default has also started manifesting. For the first time in 30 years, Ghana struggled to put together a cocoa syndication loan, which had almost become a routine activity on our financial calendar. Major infrastructural projects have ground to a halt because lenders have cut funding as a direct fallout from our debt default. Independent power producers continue to threaten power cuts due to mounting debts that affect their operations. One of the producers threatened a few days ago to take out 560 megawatts of power before a promise to pay was made. Ghanaians face grave uncertainty if more of these independent power producers follow suit. As a proud Ghanaian and a political leader, it is disheartening for me that government has severely damaged our country's reputation on the global stage. 
Recent data from available research shows the cost of living in Ghana is very high and people are struggling to make ends meet due to the economic downturn. This includes pensioners who invested their life savings in government bonds hoping to enjoy a better life in retirement. Business confidence remains low with private sector credits declining in real terms. As of October 2023, credit to the private sector had decreased significantly by 31.6%. And this is because of the government's excessive borrowing over the last seven years and its reliance on the short-term treasury market. Lending rates increased to over 32% in October 2023 due to the Bank of Ghana's tight monetary policy, high treasury bill rates, and rising non-performing loans. The immutable reality is that the first three quarters of the year 2023 have also been a tragic period for Ghana's industries, causing a setback for the country's economic transformation. While the mining and quarrying sector is still holding out, most subsectors such as construction, electricity, water supply, sewage, and waste management have experienced a decline. These are clear signs of an ailing economy, an economy whose industrial base is failing and businesses collapsing with growing unemployment and its associated poverty and misery. You are the director of the Institute for, for of Statistical, Social and Economic Research, ESA, Dr. Peter Corte. Uh, Professor Peter Corte says former President John Mahama's 24-hour economic policy could address the country's economic challenges in an interview on Joy FM's Midday News, he called for the importance of a detailed implementation plan of the policy. Well, the question of our problems, um, it's a, a proposal, it's a policy proposal. Uh, I think what we need is a detailed implementation plan, a document that is going to cover it. But I must say that um, in some sectors, it's already happening except that not on the scale as you find in the UK, US, etc. Uh, if you go to the health sector, you go to the police, you go to some industry, textile industry, transport, um, they operate 24 hours on them. They chop bar operators around circles, and many other places are doing things. Uh, but if we want to scale it up to all other sectors, then we need to develop a legal framework. I think the, the former president mentioned that that there's a need for a legal uh, framework that has to be developed. Um, our infrastructure would also have to be developed to support this. Our road network, our transportation system, if somebody has to work and close early or go to work late, do we have a transportation system that will do that? We have security. Um, at night, you know, we know how our streets are not lit. Uh, are we prepared to People, are people prepared to work? Uh, we need to work on that. And then the market for the product, if we develop or we produce more, uh, given our high cost of doing business, would we be able to sell or export? What should we do? I think we need to work on, on all of that. Energy supply. Those are watching John News Prime. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more Tuesday.
It feels like becoming an entrepreneur aside academics is never going to be possible when you're in school. Mainly because we feel that we are young and we don't have the resources and the guts to be one. But if you believe in yourself and you have the passion to become an entrepreneur, then you already are. Staying ahead in a highly competitive environment requires applying creativity and innovation to every aspect of your journey to becoming an entrepreneur. Presently, entrepreneurship is driven by creativity and innovation to attain business objectives. The explosion in technology, business, entrepreneurship and consumption in this new era is as a result of the ongoing application of innovation. Milton Bell once said, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. So, if you are ready to be an entrepreneur, Heritage Christian College is ready for you. Heritage Christian College moves you from a wantrepreneur to become an entrepreneur. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, challenge, enjoyment. And the top life we got. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies and top life. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank. is aware that globally, one in two children suffer from cavities. That's why by giving her Pepsodent, you're not only protecting her teeth, but also helping her grow up and thrive at every stage of her life with a healthy and confident smile so she can succeed and achieve all of her dreams. Because every smile matters. In life... You sometimes seem to be cruising along. But just when you least expect it, things could go horribly wrong. Leave nothing to chance. Let Geico Group help you achieve your goals with customized solutions for life and general insurance, healthcare and finance. Glyco, we cushion you for life. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big! Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working satisfaction. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S I N T. 
That is so true, my daughter. Well, it's father, it is Philo. That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? And it shall be given unto you a good measure mm -hmm. pressed down, shaking together mm. and running over, will be poured into your lap. For the measure you use, it shall be measured unto you. Luke 6 38. Thou shalt not beat around the bush. If it will tell you one, ask, and it shall be given to you. <laughs> Life is sweeter when you give from the heart. Fruitally, the all-natural fruit juice. This advert is FD. We are the university with 26 years of excellence in education now in Ghana. We are both the university offering degree programs in health information management, software engineering, network security, and computer forensics. Admission is in progress with up to 50% scholarships for the first 150 students. Locate us at East Ligon, near ANC Mall. Call 0302 23782 or WhatsApp 020-990-4714 for more details. Fourth University, vibrance, innovation. Welcome to German Ozone Medical Center, the pioneer of ozone therapy clinics in Ghana and West Africa. If you are dealing with conditions like diabetes, diabetic ulcers, stroke, arthritis, bodily osculator pain, viral infections and more, we invite you to explore the advanced complementary therapy. Rediscover your true self through our facial micro sauna for detoxification, bringing forth the radiant glow you've always dreamed of. For exceptional data health solutions, we offer services such as digital Hollywood Zikonia Smile, clear aligner treatment, implants and digital dentistry. At the German Ozone Medical Center, our dedicated and friendly team of professionals are committed in providing you with unique and top-notch dental experience. Call us on 055-024-2222 or 055-025-2222. from the break but to a sad news one person is here dead after a long track run into a billboard at Anoga junction in kumasi about three others sustained injuries after being trapped under a truck it is the second time in two weeks such an incident has been recorded at the scene Naya Jima has more in the following report the long track cutting agrochemicals veered off the road and collided into a billboard. The billboard and the vehicle fell in one direction. Beneath the billboard were some food vendors who sell at the spot at night. According to the eyewitnesses, some patrons of the food vendors were seated for supper at the time of the accident. Vincent Awum spoke to Joy News. 
to the Buya Sakanati Friaba. I noticed the vehicle had lost the brake, so I went ahead of it to raise alarm. It then veered off the road. After running into a taxi, some people were having their supper when the truck rammed into them. We are now trying to rescue them. But no vendor was still running, no vendor was still running. The Ghana National Fire Service, Ghana Police Service and the Ambulance Service are all on the ground trying to help save lives of people who have been trapped under the vehicle. As you can see, there are lots of people here just to observe what is happening and this it's negatively affecting the work being done here by the services, the security services I mean. Presently, one side of the road has been closed to traffic and this has negatively affected the flow of traffic here at Amoga Junction. This is the second time in two weeks that such an accident is happening at the exact spot. The Amoga Junction intersection is prone to accidents the area has been a target for all major decongestion exercises in the Kumasi metropolis. For Joy News, Nanaya Ojima, Kumasi. We'll take a break here to bring you showbiz. Driving a taxi in Accra is like watching DSTV. The drama is the Uber Biwa. Last time, my passenger cried in my car, sir. Hey, she be watching her papa. DSTV there, it go over you. Another one. Magnifique. Bring it here. My child gets so many gifts, and that definitely includes the best of Christmas cartoons. Plus, it keeps her occupied whilst I get things done. We watch the Premier League or Super Sports, like we are in a stadium. Rashford was in an offside position, but he wasn't interfering with play. And Bruno's call. This Christmas, dear, entertainment galore on DSTV. The contents just go over you. Dial star 759 hash to reconnect or stay connected now. December is coming now, so be sure one was super yes, rough. So here is your chance to win some mula in the Game Pack Games mula for December promo in the easiest lottery to play and win in Ghana. Annual and no one papa Game Pack account. Just take at least 10 Ghana cities in the Game Pack, pick one or pick four lottery for a chance to win concert tickets, free shopping vouchers worth 500 Ghana cities to clear the shelves of Malcolm or to buy a coconut. KFC. <laughs> Everybody can win. So stake 10 Ghana cities or more today and get your mula for December. Terms and conditions apply. Game Park Games. More mula, more power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
over two decades, the Ghana Club 100 Award, powered by GIPC, has honored corporate Ghana for their immense contribution to the country's economy. It's been a story of splendor and prestige, as top 100 businesses are ranked for the outstanding performances in multiple sectors. It's time to celebrate corporate excellence once again at the 20th edition of the Ghana Club 100 Awards. Join us at the Grand Arena Accra on December 8th at 6 p.m. prompt. Purchase the standard tickets for 1,000 Ghana cities and 2,000 cities VIP by simply dialing star 365 star 2100 hash. Tickets partner, Koba. This event is sponsored by the KGL Group, B5 Plus, Ecom Ghana, Engine Ghana, Total Energies, Era Group, Enterprise Group, Zondatech, Eris Properties, West Coast Gas Ghana Limited, Federated Commodities, Republic Bank, FBN Bank, Glyco, Ghana Tourism Authority, National Lottery Authority, MNG Pharmaceuticals, Yango, Ghana Gas, VFS Global, Ghana Free Zones Authority, State Interest and Governance Authority, SIGA, Ministry of Finance, Delta Airlines, Stratcon Energy, Margins ID Group, Ronor Motors, Rankin Partner, KPMG, Beverage Partners, Say Cheers, Afro Beverages, Sahara Soles, Blue Nan, Bernard Ricard, Kehog Distilleries, Special Ice, Media Partners. Ghana Club 100, celebrating Ghana's business leaders. Investment Limited. All right, time for us to bring you showbiz and Jackie and Smaya boy is here. How are you, how are you doing? I'm good, Kojo. How are you? I'm well. All right. I'm well. I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, the big wedding coming up tomorrow. Yes. For our colleague, Ellie Kem. Yeah, personally. So, I exactly. So, tomorrow, they should watch out for us. Is that uh, Adenta, right? Yes. You well, are repping life. We are going to be there. Yeah. yeah. So, so, they should look out for us. Yeah. All right, sure. Mm. But before I get into details, mm. um, which of your favorite artists were you expecting a new release from this Christmas? Obviously, Kofi Kenata is one. Samini. I was expecting to hear something from Stoneboy. And Sir Kodier, you know. Yeah, and my G's in my, my hometown, Agonam Kanta. Okay. I have some G's that they are very good, yeah. All right. Mm. Well, one thing we can all agree is that fans are thirsty for new music releases from their favorite artists. Well, Ghanaian artists, Sakadia Stoneboy, and Can Promise just updated our playlist with some great tunes for Christmas. These songs have garnered audience from all over. Let's have a look at them. The point in life, if you understand me or not, any new songs on your playlist? Well, we have some songs that can definitely add to your playlist. Let's kickstart with Global Hit Terminator. Two giants have jumped on it. Tiwa and Sean Paul. In fact, Terminator keeps on giving and banging. Everything a banger, bandana mira. Give glory to the maker. Everything for this life a balance. Evidently moga. And this song will even be hotter in the Caribbean. Well, if haters are not allowing you to breathe, then Sarkodie frees you with a clap back. We we go, we go, yeah. They counted me out, but I came even harder. Yeah, I'm 
Spanish FM, but I've been screaming louder. I made all this magic like I rack a dara. Nyagana fire me, but still I'm a baba. Can't trust a person who sell out for dollar. My value control like a vintage Impala. But who really had soccer there? Well, the year is ending and Stoneboy goes into an overdrive and gives praise to his maker. <laughs> For this week, let's see what next week brings. For joining, I am Jacqueline and Samaya Boy. Who are you to judge me like say you be holy past? Well, those are great tunes oh. there. Uh, we're expecting uh, more next week from our sure. artists. Mm-hmm. Now, fans are raving about rapper Kendrick Lamar's extraordinary performance in Rwanda's capital, Kigali. Wowing fans with his hit songs such as He Needs Me, Loyalty, and Humble, he was a headliner at the inaugural Move Africa Festival, the concert celebrated African music and unity. American musicians are linking themselves to the African continent. One artist who was making a strong move is Kendrick. Before releasing Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers album, he was in Ghana. First time in Ghana. In the most personal body of work. Yeah. It's my most present. He graced with an amazing performance at a well-attended show, which even attracted the president of Uganda. And Africa has organized around health countries dedicated 15% of their national budgets. He wowed fans with hit songs such as She Needs Me, Loyalty, and Handle. Can you guess what hip-hop lovers would wish for as a Christmas present? Well, dreams. Well, we will never know. For joinings, I am Jacqueline and Sama Yabua. Now it's weekend already and we're still in dirty December and we have some events that people should look out for this weekend, which probably you should attend though. The last time he held a concert in Ghana was 10 years ago. This weekend, Sony Bedu is back with Rhythms of Africa happening at the Grand Arena. Despite his domestic accident recently, he was seen ministering without his walking aid for the first time. Let me prophesy, prophesy. on the business owner. Prophesy. I know you're trading in serious, yes. but from tonight, I from this event, another interesting event for the natural hair lovers. For the very first time, Heritage Africa is happening at the Kwame Nkrumah Memorial Park and promises to be exciting. What is Christmas without light? Light of the City is an annual Christmas project aimed to deliver Christmas light with a Ghanaian touch, which will be launched on Sunday. Now that you've been informed, get your cash ready and dirty the weekend like you've never have. Oh, yeah. Which of the events are you going for? There's Um, um, Rhythms of Africa. Yeah, that one. After Elikem's wedding, that one, and then, you know, the rest will be in Tadi. Okay. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's how we conclude the news for you. There's more news on myjoyonline.com. Up next is award-winning Emma Davis with Prime Business. Enjoy your evening. <laughs>